Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Which or miss? Episode 150. Hey, my riches, so great to be here with you. And before I tell you a story, I want to suggest you go to two of my Facebook groups. One is Entrepreneurial Business Success, where you will find a lot of the stuff that we are talking about here. And the other is Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out. And it came from a few women entrepreneurs groups where the question that pops a lot is how to start. How to start my entrepreneurship? How to start with social media? How to choose the right name and logo? And so on. So go either to the Facebook group Entrepreneurial Marketing Success or to the new group Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out. Either to the Facebook group Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out or to the site westartingout.group. I see you there. Episode 150. Wow. 150. Three years ago, on May 20, I started this new journey with my podcast. I started 33 years ago and was lucky to start at times when I just wanted to do the right things for the company I worked for. And it succeeded. And I became a marketing director at the age of 27. And marketing was easy. All we needed to do was listen to our customers and build in our brand. And then they wanted to buy our products. And it worked because our competitors weren't there. And it worked brand after brand. So I thought if you just do the right things, you will always succeed. <laughs> I remember how surprised I was when I read one of the leading American business leaders, there was some journal about success. And he said that for him, a successful leader was the one that can take failures in a row, that can stand failure after failure. And I thought to myself, what does he talk about? You are a good business person if you are succeeding, isn't it? Well, I was naive, very. My guest today started 16 businesses, failed with 11, and built $2 million companies from the other five. He's 36 years old, and it was one of the most original, different, inspiring, educating, and fun interviews. Let me introduce you to Dane Maxwell. Dane Maxwell almost didn't think there was a place for him 
to belong anywhere. But business saved his life and gave him a sense of purpose and significance. That kind of belonging gave him endless fuel because he had never felt it before. He started 16 businesses and failed a lot, 11 times. Each time he learned, figured out what worked and what didn't, and has started five successful, profitable businesses. He has gone on to create over 15 millionaires with his teachings. He specializes in helping underdogs start successful businesses. Dane also has a passion for singing, and he is the author of the upcoming book, Start From Zero. Let's hear my conversation with Dane Maxwell. You're going to enjoy it. Dane Maxwell, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. <laughs> Thank you very much. The pleasure is mine. Yeah, it's so great to have you. And there are so many interesting things that I would like to talk with you about. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now, which is quite a lot, and we'll talk about it. But I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? I'm extremely passionate about loving my customers. I'm most passionate about demonstrably, deeply listening and really working to care and love the customers that I'm working with. Whatever business it is? Yeah. In all your businesses? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. It's, very, it's, been, it's been extremely profitable to do that. Hmm. Extremely profitable. It's not the most loving word, but like decimate competition in terms of the attention yeah. that you can hold with people when you've listened so deeply to them that you know their most inner workings and thoughts, that you can speak to them in ways that they're just kind of begging to be spoken to. Hmm. Right now, I'm helping somebody craft Facebook advertisements for people that suffer from religious trauma. What do you mean? What is religious trauma? Uh, trauma that create shame around having lots of money or shame around sex before marriage or shame around being gay. Shame over how you process feelings, you know, not all, not all churches. This is, this is an example. This is not my area of expertise, by the way. Yeah. My area of expertise is building software, teaching entrepreneurs how to build businesses. So the person I'm working with would be able to speak on the religious trauma way, way more succinctly. But for example, she, she grew up in a Christian cult yeah. that stripped her of her self-worth and identity. So is religious trauma is a new and upcoming trend. So basically what our marketing message that we put out on Facebook is, have you been doing therapy for years and you still don't feel better? Have you been praying to Jesus and you still don't feel better? Hmm. You may be the victim of religious trauma. Have you ever considered to look at your religious programming? Hmm. You know, so that's a, an advertisement that we could put out. And then we put it out as a conversation. We put it out in, with the intention to love the people, to reach them and say, hey, if you're really suffering from X, Y, Z problem, 
and it's still not solved, have you considered XYZ solution? And we're interacting with people and we're loving them <laughs> and we're, you know, in, in the religious trauma example, it's one of my favorite niches because nobody knows about it really. I can understand how it comes when it talks about feelings mm -hmm. and about guilt or being religious, but how do you see this love going through when you're talking about real estate? It's the same process. I mean, someone's buying a home, that's going to be their castle. You know, the person's home is where they spend most of their time. It's where they make love. It's where they eat. It's where they dream. It's where they spend time with family. That's a infused with with love and how do you express this love to your customers oh you listen you really listen it's it's done through listening it's really as simple as that and one of the fastest ways that an entrepreneur can exponentially amplify i mean exponential like 10x or more the results is to look at where they're being unconsciously arrogant and dismissing where they're not listening to customers and start listening to them. Like, for example, one of my friends, she helps people build their YouTube channel. Okay. And her customers say they want to make money right away with YouTube. And she's like, no, you don't do that. You make money after two years with YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, Liz, you are, that's her name, Liz, you're not listening to your customers. There has got to be a way someone could make money fast on YouTube. There has to be. And you're not listening. And she's like, well, you know what? Actually, I could think of a few ways right now. I'm like, exactly. But you're not listening. To your, your customer wants a fast result. And you're saying, no, it'll take two years. So now imagine how her marketing might change when it's like how to make money your first 30 days on YouTube. Hmm. Imagine, like I'm talking decimate competition like you got like a piano t like we are all all of us myself included unconsciously arrogant towards something that our customer is asking us for that we're turning our nose up at because mm -hmm. we know that's not the way yes. but it, it, it could lead to a whole new innovation like say you're a piano teacher and you get a piano student that comes in and they're like hey um, and the piano teacher's like so we're going to teach you to play Bach and Mozart and Beethoven you're going to learn all this stuff and the kid's like Yo, I just want to play the songs on the radio. And then the piano teacher turns their scoffs. No, songs are garbage. Hmm. How, no, we're not going to teach you to play songs on the radio. You're going to learn how to play the great songs. Done. She's toast. Then imagine the piano teacher that says, I'll teach you how to play all your favorite songs on the radio in 60 days. I mean, it's this game over. Like, and that's how you love is really listen. And how you listen is where you look at where you're not listening, where people are asking you for help. And for me, I've lost a lot of money by not listening. Hmm. So when you said what I'm most excited about now, gosh, it's just, it's just listening. Like when I'm creating a new, like, so I've got a new process I've, I'm creating for helping people break through entrepreneurial blocks. Because we, you know, we all entrepreneur from CEO to beginner, we have a block with something, whether it's figuring out a new revenue model, figuring out a new key hire, figuring out a new sales funnel, figuring out what, whatever it is as an entrepreneur, we all have a block with some area of business that's technically not that difficult, but we make harder than it should be. Well, I've got a process that I give away for free. It's a free five-day email course, and it walks you through 
how to work with the unconscious identity conflict that's creating all the problem. It's fascinating because I can yeah. think of things that um, even though I'm so many years in business <laughs> at all, 33 years in business and yeah. 12 years of them with entrepreneurs, and I can think right now about things that probably, which I'm not aware of, but probably um, interfere in my journey or in my current journey. You and me both. So it's very interesting. Yeah, it, it's very interesting. What do you mean when you say interesting? I mean that you are really touching something. Yeah. You are really uh, talking about something that I feel exists even though I didn't think of it. Yes, yes, exists when you think of it. And I got to say, like, I think in terms of where I stand right now, in terms of my development, and I could be wrong later, right now it seems very true to me. And what I stand on is I say the single most important thing when it comes to thoughts and mind And yourself is what you think of yourself both consciously and unconsciously you're gonna you might try to win the approval of your customers you might try to win the approval of your partner or lover you might try to win the approval of your competitors in some small way you may try to win the approval of the marketplace in general if you are not clear on what you think of yourself for example if you think of yourself as a humble and devoted servant really there And if you thought of sales as noble and not negative, because true selling is about full alignment, the customer is fully in alignment with what you're giving, right? But if, if like, so if you're operating from these kind of thoughts, because you're thinking of selling as noble and you're thinking of yourself as a humble servant, and it's not just like hearsay, it's not like just one thought in your mind, it's embedded into your heart, serve, 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 serve. Oh, wait, this product isn't what you want. Okay, I'm not going to shove it down your throat. Oh, wait, this headline isn't what you want. I'm not going to try to tell you it's two years when you want something in 30 days. Hmm. And, and you just, and like you serve, serve, serve. But let's say, you know, I've got a guy, he struggles to create unique content. He's like, I want to create unique content. I want to create a new blog and I, and I can't do it. I just can't get myself to create this content. So I take him through this entrepreneurial block process. We call it DJP, difficult action, judgment, find the pattern. Then underneath all that, you look for the cut and groove of identity because identity is the storehouse of most of this conflict, if not all of it. So he, <laughs> he struggles to create unique content. So I take him through the DJP process, which is a, a free 10-minute audio that you can listen to. You put your hand on your heart. You get into the unconscious mind. You look for the identity. You see it, hold it, love it, et cetera. So we do that DJP process with him, and he figures out that his struggle to create unique content stems from an identity that he believes he is an unlikable person. Hmm. Now, it makes perfect sense to me that the struggle to create unique content would stem from believing you're unlikable. Because if you believe you're unlikable, you might not even be able to get your arms and hands to do what you really want to do. So when I say the most important thing that I... that you could do is find out what you think of yourself truly so that you can get that clear so that your hands and arms can do what you actually want to do in the world. Because I asked him a goal. I said, um, and I'm going to try and pronounce your name. It's Hayut, correct? Hayut. Hayut. Right. Okay. Well, so he, I asked him what one of his goals is. And he says, I want to become an influencer in the digital marketing space. And I want to create influential digital marketing content. And I like my brain flashes. Okay, that's BS. I, I, know, I know he doesn't want to do that. Just, just like just my intuition or whatever. <laughs> But I don't ever want to assume if I can help it. So I'm aware enough to realize that that's still an assumption. So I ask him 
are you sure that's what you want? Or is that what the identity of an unlikable person is trying to fix? And he goes, hmm. oh, yeah, you're right. I don't actually care. I don't want to do that. I just want to record guitar music. <laughs> he goes, influencer in the digital marketing space. Do you know what? I don't even want to do that. I just want to create guitar music. And you should see the guy. He's got long hair. He looks like a guitarist, you know, and like, <laughs> but because he thinks he's an unlikable person, he's trying to fix that because he literally, not only does he think he's unlikable or thought he was unlikable, but he also believed it. And when he believed the thought, he now had a different vision for his life. Like, it's totally wild. So what I tell you what, what I'm passionate about is clearly this and the game of identity and how it plays in the role of entrepreneurship. So when I create this, this course, yeah. I, the way I created it, I'm in love with because I wrote a landing <laughs> page in a Google Doc. I put the headline in a Google Doc. I put the call to action in a Google Doc. Instead of entering your email address, because you can't enter your email into a Google Doc, I just put a link to another Google Doc, which was the first email. And then they would read that one. And then I'd tell them to ask me for the second email. So they'd go to the landing page. They'd go through the email. They'd ask me for the second email. And I'd say, great, what was your experience so far? How'd you feel reading that content? Any red flags, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're like, well, you know, I didn't really think this part resonated. So I'd go back to that Google Doc and I'd, and I'd polish it up and make sure it really lands because I'm really listening to that person. And before long, I've got a tested landing page before it's ever designed. I've got a tested email sequence before it's ever put into an email process. I've got full audios of me coaching people where you can act, like you can actually hear me coaching the guy yeah. on his struggle to create unique content. You can hear the whole coaching call on a, inside the emails. It's a free MP3 and I, and I produced it and mixed and mastered it and put background music behind it. So it sounds good in your ear. And it's just such a passion project to pour art and excellence <laughs> and creativity and a full hearted expression into this. And it's a fully free course, a fully free process that you could actually get results with without having to buy anything. And then if you want to take, take it deeper, you could certainly buy more stuff, but it's truly designed to be a complete gift on its own. Wow. Then tell me a bit, how did it start? What is the story here? Because there is a story, I know. What is the story? How did it start all together? And you said that you failed a lot, but I know you are succeeding now. Tell me a bit about that. Well, I, you know, I feel my eyes tearing up here and, you know, I've been a pretty, like I'm a pretty, uh, optimistic, resourceful guy. You know, I built, I built $2 million companies. Um, and I did that not through being intelligent, impressive or anything like that. I did it through really listening and serving and failing a lot and learning. And I don't think people realize how much experimentation is required to get something to work. My friend is a successful advertiser who spends a million dollars a month. Of other people's money on ads he has to make that money back and it takes him mm. and he's experienced and it takes him nine mm. nine different times to find a winning ad and this is the guy that knows what he's doing and then <laughs> and then starting entrepreneurs give up after their second idea well I didn't get I didn't really figure things out until I had done 16 16 ideas 11 failed five succeeded but <laughs> you know how did it start? How did you start with that? When did you start well, doing just, these just, businesses, yes. looking for businesses? What did you look for doing at the beginning? Well, you know, some people are just phenomenal at the violin by age 12. You know, yeah. they just got it. I mean, they, they have to practice and such. But 
for whatever reason, I have a just a, a great business acumen. I've got a great sort of internal pattern recognition and, and intuition about how to go about business. And so um, I, my back was up against the wall. I had no money. I had a couple hundred bucks. I was in my parents' basement. I was I was unemployable, decidedly by my own choice. And with my back up against the wall and no money to speak of, I just intuitively created a path through reading books, through reading blogs. But really, I had to, you know, I was also ignoring a lot of what I read because people would say, oh, sell ebooks or, oh, sell membership websites. And I would be like, I don't really, I don't really understand that. Like, this doesn't make sense because, you know, a book, ebook's 50 bucks when I could build a software as a service business. A software as a service business, I could get 20 grand from a customer over 10 years, you know? So I built my first software, like I built my first software companies and software products, and I didn't come up with ideas. I didn't write the code. I didn't fund the development. I own the business. I'm an owner. I'm not a technician. I own. I don't know the technical Okay. Stuff. So I did that. I did it over and over again. And I banged my head up against the wall and figured out what worked, I guess. You know, the, the, the difference, I think, between someone that, like, I'm on a podcast talking. Clearly, I have knowledge. Yeah. But I, I have, where did I get my knowledge from? I got it from reading a ton of books. And I got it from failing. Mm -hmm. I, I did a lot of stuff. You know, if, if you think about, okay. like, if you think about, like, a public speaker, why is that guy speaking on stage and you're not? That guy failed more than you. Hopefully. <laughs> that guy read more books than you. That guy has more experience. Thus, he gets to speak. Now, there's lots of people with lots of experience that decide not to speak. But in general, I, I've always thought, you know, why are these guys speaking? How'd they get there? Well, they failed a lot. So, you know, 11 ideas failed. And they were all my idea. Five ideas worked. None of those ideas were mine. So I stopped. <laughs> I stopped coming up. I stopped coming up with these. I ideas. didn't know that. I didn't know that the five that succeeded weren't your ideas. That's oh, great. I listened. <laughs> I just listened. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if you understand how powerful you can make so much money so quickly. Listen, you could have a you could have a profitable business from nothing in under two weeks if you knew what you're doing. You could have it in one day if you knew what you were doing. So then, what you are saying actually that you are not going to fail anymore because you know to listen. Oh man, no! I failed. I failed on a software product last year. I I lost thirty six thousand dollars on a, but that's not all at once. I spent three grand a month on a software project, and you know I think actually I'll you know what no I'll make my money back on it, but yeah my heart wasn't in it, and it took me, like if I put my full heart into a business, and if you if you guys are like. Any fears of failure, any fears of your business not working, if you guys listen, you just like say you don't believe in yourself, say you don't have the self-esteem that says that you don't think anybody would ever buy your product, or let's say you're on the other spectrum where things are working and rocking or whatever, the the fundamental thing that I've learned about this is if my heart is fully in something, it flourishes. If my heart's not hmm. fully into it, it doesn't, and we don't need to waste time with tactics or funnels or any of this if the heart's not fully in. But guess what? I'm 36, um, and all last year I spent $3,000 a month working with a developer on a software project to be reminded that if my heart's not fully in something. So that product makes about 10 to 12 grand per year passive. It's a software product. Yeah. It's called myagentbase.com, myagentbase.com. Product idea was given to me. 
I didn't, um, initially I didn't fund it because I found a developer to build it free and we we're going to do a profit split, but the developer needed money and he wasn't making money. So I gave him a base salary to cover his expenses. And then, mm -hmm. and then the future revenue was just going to come out of his split. So effectively I get the product built for free. But then when I realized I wasn't going to be able to grow it because my heart just isn't in it, I'm not going to try to wrench my heart into something that doesn't work. So no, uh, I failed on that. But you know, ev ev mm. everybody pays tuition. Everybody, yeah. we all pay tuition, and I keep paying it. And sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely fail. Definitely, definitely, always learning. Hmm. Then you are an entrepreneur, and I want to ask you: This podcast is mainly about customer focus, which right. is what exactly you are saying. For years, I'm saying that marketing is all about listening or looking at things from the point of view of your customers because, you know, the money and the behavior, but the money that you are looking for is in their pockets. Once you see through yes. their eyes, you're succeeding. And this is the simple rules of marketing. But actually, we have a very, very high percent of entrepreneurship failures. And the main reason, the first reason is no market need or they say they don't know to find the market that need what they are offering. So I want to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listening to us regarding approaching your customers? Well, for some reason, I'm slightly angry and passionate at the same time right now. <laughs> the, <laughs> like the state that I'm in is to say, don't be an idiot. Like, and from a compassionate perspective, it would, I would say, you do not get to decide what works. So how do you find out? And, you know, there's a, there's a sushi restaurant up the street from me where I live and they've got like one table full every night, you know? So I walk in there and I was like, Hey, did you like <laughs> thought about doing any marketing? And the guy's like, Oh no, 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 no. Thanks. I've, I ran some ads in the paper, but no, it didn't work. And I'm not, I'm not interested in doing it, doing, talking to you about marketing. It's like, well, I've, I've got a friend who could put you on Facebook in front of your ideal customer, like right now. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And his, and his restaurant's still hmm. empty. Um, that guy okay. is being an idiot. Um, that guy is, first of all, you're right. But uh, I believe that that guy is failing into the very big hole, which uh, suddenly people feel that uh, marketing is selling and marketing is fake. And they don't know what you know, that marketing is all about listening. But what would be your advice to <laughs> entrepreneurs? Uh, to release products that people want to pay for? Is that what you mean? Hmm. Great idea. Well, thank you. I mean, without repeating myself, it's really just, you know, search in your heart for why you're doing what you're doing. And if you're extremely clear, you cannot break. And that's my opinion anyway. And it's not necessarily like a truth. Hmm. But if you're extremely clear, you won't break. And I got the pleasure of watching the National Geographic series on Albert Einstein's life. And okay. I read I read the book. I haven't seen the were, National were Geographic, you, I must say. 
But I read the book. I love it. Were you touched by how clear he was about what he wanted? Yes, I was touched about some other things as well. But yes, he was clear about what he wanted. Right. Gosh, was he super clear? He's like, no, I don't want to do science for commerce. Hmm. I don't want to use science for profitability. I want to use science for understanding the laws of the universe. For understanding, yeah. And then, and then when it came to signing the war thing about, like, all the scientists were going to sign the thing to use, create weapons of war. And Albert Einstein's like, no, I will not use science to destroy life. I want to use science to understand it. That's my whole reason for being here. And he was one man out of like 20 scientists at that table that didn't sign that document. And he didn't care about anyone's approval because he was so clear at where he stood. And hmm. man, I, I envy that because approval is so important to me at times. And I, I fall into... You know, ooh, I'm going to impress people instead of listen. You know, if I sit down with a customer and like, I've got this new impressive new product, da, 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 it's like, no, 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 no. Don't impress. Listen. Don't impress. Listen. <laughs> and <laughs> and so if you search your heart for why you're doing what you do and you're really clear on it, like I'll serve people or I'll die. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to serve. And I want to find, I want to find any anybody like that just wants more for their life and and i'm talking like successful and like one of my i have students that are at the top of their field multiple students at the tops of their respective fields that i've now mentored you know one time i thought maybe i was an accident hmm. but after a while i started to see students coming to the top of their field and like these guys are intelligent and driven you know, they're designing like user interfaces for Tesla cars, but they're still really, they're still really unhappy. You know, I just, if you're really clear, so, so my is serve or die. And so that, that shows up in my life in many ways. Like my home is fairly modest yeah. for the amount of money I make. I do enjoy a nice car right now, but for the last two years, I just drove a Chevy <laughs> and and I haven't set my life up in a way to exude the wealth that I collect and build. I've set my life up in a way to serve. Hmm. And, and so, you know, since I'm clear on this, and if you're clear on it, this allows you. So my father is an amazing man. And he said, oh, you know what? You'll probably start the next buy.com or something like this. Mm -hmm. He really said something really nice. He also said to me, hey, you know, if this thing ever doesn't work out, you can always get an IT job at like a local grocery, like a, a, at a national grocery store. Mm -hmm. And I was like, thanks, dad, but no <laughs> freaking. And then my girlfriend also at that time, she would say, you know, Dane, I want you to put on a suit and go work downtown and be a businessman downtown. And my heart just squeezed. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. I will serve on my own terms, not anyone else's. Then you talked about failures from the beginning. And I would like you to share with us what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers, <laughs> with customers, <laughs> the one that you think that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most? 
you know, if we, if we had video on, you would have seen my face. <laughs> I, but I heard it. You're smiling. <laughs> oh, my, I was horrified. I was like, oh, God, the worst failure. I mean, it happens, it happens like almost every day. I always say that it can be either the worst or almost the worst. Nobody will know either is the number one or two. Well, thanks. I would just like, you want one or do you want one or a hundred? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're micro, they're micro things. Like, so one of my top students, like he reached out to somebody, asked about their problems. And that person replies back, sorry, I don't have any problems. And so my student could have been like, okay, thanks. See you later. And have gone off to find other people's problems. Like most of the people that I teach do. But instead he's like, oh, you don't have any problems. Um, well, let me know what you're doing well. Maybe we can take what you're doing well and elevate the industry together. That is now the number one fastest hmm. growing company in the physical therapy space. Hmm. Because the way he replied to that email, like that's like a micro moment. Okay, but I want you to answer the question about the failure. <laughs> well, I'm going to. You will do, okay. I definitely going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's how... Like if he would not have, yeah. if he would not have replied that way, yeah. he would not have that company today and he wouldn't even know mm -hmm. that that was a failure. So there are so many things that I don't even know that I failed at because of the ways I haven't replied. And one very clear way is, so I have taught people how to build businesses and live lives of financial freedom and create automated residual income, you know, through software as a service businesses and these kinds of things. And I would always say, you know, build a software business in six months with 10 paying customers, or I'd say, build a business of freedom, live a life of freedom, automated income, these kinds of things. And I didn't want to go into this space initially because it's, it's rife with charlatans and it's close to my heart because I like to be a stand for authenticity and integrity in the space. And I've had my mistakes, but I've come clean about them and things like that too. You know, I'm not perfect. So I, but I talked this way about my business. Um, one day, very recently, I decided to ask a customer and listen. And I was talking to him. He, he wanted to buy an entrepreneurial program. Okay. And I asked him, I asked him, um, well, what would make it irresistible for you to buy? What, what, what could I give you that would be so irresistible? You'd lose sleep if you didn't buy it. Hmm. And he said, you know, man, I just want to quit my job. And I thought to myself, there's, there's no way that's it. And so I thought, are you sure that's it? He said, that's, that's, that's it. And I said, well, no, like, are you absolutely positive? All you want is to quit your job? He's like, I'm absolutely certain. And I thought, damn, I've never used that language in any of my marketing. And I've been doing this for six years. And, and so now when I talk with people, I say, well, here's a, here's a way to quit your job. The other thing about this, though, is that I don't know how to get people to quit their job very quickly. I know how to build an entrepreneurial mind and build an entrepreneurial business and become, you know, my students will become millionaires in four years time is, is the average. But that's four years. Let's not quit your job fast. So I hired an expert that knows how to get jobs quit fast, so to speak. And. I now sell people a course on how to quit your job that an expert teaches for me that I pay a 20% profit split to. All he has to do is show up and teach. Okay. I 
I do all other aspects of the business. Last week or a week or two ago, like one day we did like nine grand. We made like 9,000, close to $9,000 in a single day. Wow. And we, and we, and we never, we had never made that much, um, anything close to, I mean, I've done like product launches that I've done, a, I've done a $2 million product launch. However, that took a year to do. <laughs> and, and this was just like a, a random day, you know, and we did nine grand in sales in that day, close to it, like 28,000, bucks and per sale, three sales, three sales of close to three grand. And these people bought the quit your job fast program. And it's taught by this guy. Um, so when I say, listen, it's, uh, that's something that, I mean, I, I could, I could probably have six to $10 million cash in the bank that I don't have if I would have listened sooner. So what you're saying that the failure was that you listened too late. Yeah. It wasn't too late because you're doing it right now, but... Yeah. Go out and ask your customers, what would make this irresistible for you to buy? And then freaking listen to them. Hmm. Now, I would like you to share with us your biggest success. That's really easy. Due to the right customer approach. Tell us about your greatest, most significant success it's really easy. So I have a business. It's called paperlesspipeline.com. Mm -hmm. Paperlesspipeline.com. Software as a service company. It's a wonderful business. Um, I work zero hours on it. It's fully, fully stepped away from fully self-managed company that I collect residual distributions on. Passive income is very real. And, hmm. and, It was the seventh product that I built. And um, the way that I got the idea was by being absolutely devoted to, like full devotion to customers. And one guy was so touched by how well I was supporting him. Like, you know, he'd buy a product and two weeks later, I'd send him a personal email and say, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Like, those are great emails to send to people. Anybody that's bought with, two weeks later, just said, hey, how's it going? How's it going since you bought? Send. So that was, like the, that was like the nail in the coffin on top of some other things that I had done. So a guy signed up to my product two weeks later. I sent him a personal email, asked him how he's doing. And he says, um, I'm doing great. By the way, can I talk to you on the phone? So I got on the phone with him. And he says, you know, Dana, I've been so blown away by your customer support here with this other product that I bought that I think you might be able to build something else for me. And I said, what is it that you want? And he said, well, I need a transaction management platform. And I said, I have no idea how to build that. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, you don't need to know how to build it. I'll tell you how to build it. And so he told me the idea. He told me how to build it. I hired the developer. I built the first version in eight weeks. Eight weeks for a software product. My seventh one, I was pretty good at at that point. <laughs> And um, today that's a, a seven-figure company with a CEO that I don't even work in that was all started because I took great care of my customers. Fantastic. I love that. I love this story. Then can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool 
that's really related to customer focus marketing or sales, but I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that works for you. Something that you are using and really helps you to succeed so much. Yeah, a Google Docs and Facebook Messenger with my target customers. Hmm. Love that. You know, I write the marketing piece in a Google Doc. I send a link to it in Messenger and I ask people what they think. Fantastic. I, I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's my, fav- my favorite way to go. It is. <laughs> as simple as that. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is really one factor that helps us to succeed more than all other factors. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? What makes it for you? It's a very good question. Um, strength of heart. Strength of heart. What do you mean? It's a pretty courageous act to stand for what you want. Most people can't do it, unfortunately. Um, most of us are even scared to to make a stand for anything in the first place, let alone stand and continue to stand. And so with strength of heart, you can do all those things. Um, and if you don't feel, don't feel strong in your heart right now, um, that's perfectly okay. Like that is, you know, get a therapist, you know, get a, get a coach, do the, do the emotional work. You're talking about the strength of your heart and you're talking about yourself. And I want to tell you that I love that because this is exactly what you said about Einstein. Yeah, he was so, he's 20 years old in like these college rooms and like asking professors questions and, and they'd be like, I don't thought it doesn't matter. Bob, I'm here to teach this. And he's like, lectures shouldn't be about regurgitating what we know. It should be about discovering what we don't. Hmm. Like Albert's 20. <laughs> Good Lord. Standing up to 50-year-old professors, like, that is pretty sweet. I mean, so that's <laughs> obviously like a, a lie. It's, it's pretty brilliant. But like, when I talk about, I'm not talking about strength of my heart, but I'm saying strength of heart. And, you know, my, well, my heart is, is quite strong. Strength of heart is what internally I feel is not, not, it's not the strength of my heart. It's the strength, because strength of heart is a choice. Okay. It's a choice. It's a choice to be congruent with what you feel is true about who you are. Hmm, I understand. It comes back to what you said, yeah. Yeah, and, and so, but okay, so like, like look, watch how this works. Because if someone is like, okay, I'm afraid if I fail, my friends and family are going to laugh at me and et cetera. And I say, well, that's not really going to matter if you love yourself. If you love yourself, you can love yourself. Your heart is way way more powerful than the opinion of someone else. Hmm. And so for you to believe that someone else's opinion of you is stronger than the love you have for yourself and your own heart, come on. Hmm. Come on, it's freaking asinine. Hmm. The heart is is indestructibly strong. 
The love that we have in our heart is way stronger than any form of rejection, any form of failure, any form of any of these things that we come up against. And we sit here and believe that the opinions of someone else could actually influence our decision. Hmm. Come on. So like I'm strength of heart, like, and, and to lead with love. Like I, I want, I want to like the, a vision for love where it's like, you get these people on like talk shows and they're like, well, how'd you become successful? And they're like, well, I wanted to prove my teachers wrong. Or, you know, I wanted to prove the naysayers that I could do it. I want to prove them wrong. And it's this egoic, somewhat pleasurable, haha, I sure I told you so versus like strength of heart. The heart is like, listen, I was really hurt by people who didn't believe in me because I, I really, really, if I get fuel when people believe in me, but I, I didn't get that. So I had to fully depend on believing in myself. And more importantly, I wanted to demonstrate what I was doing was possible from a place of love so that the people were attacking me because they didn't believe it was possible, could see that it could actually be done hmm. out of love. Got it. And yeah, strength of heart. Strength of heart. And I want to ask you my final question before I ask you what is the best way to contact you. My final question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I always imagine this journey in the mind of the customer as climbing a mountain and understanding where should we climb and then going step after step. And at some point I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wish to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with the mountains at all? And I mean physical mountain, literally a mountain, but you can also take it to the metaphor if you want. Okay. I'm very grateful for this podcast because you've caught me on a particularly passionate day. <laughs> okay. And there's something about your presence and heart that is very comforting and incredibly encouraging. And it feels safe for me to be received at this way I'm communicating. Because I don't show up like this on all shows. So I just want to say thank you. Like, really, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for saying that, really. <laughs> It's lovely to hear that. Yes, wonderful. Now, I want to say this mountain question. I love it. And I also want to say just before this, how angry I am that how much time is wasted on BS, like, on our BS thoughts, the thoughts we think about ourselves, like how many days go by where some of us might think that we don't believe that we're lovable or we don't believe that we're beautiful or we don't believe that we have potential. Like there's like, there's two words that you could apply to the most difficult situations and they would get you through. Those two words are it's possible. Like you're going like those two words alone. Like let's say you're going to try and do a handstand. You're like handstand. No, it's possible. Like starting a business. You don't think it's, you don't think it could, It's possible. And I just want to say, like, each day that goes by that you do not do what you know is in your heart to do is completely wasted. It's completely wasted. And I'm so angry with how we're spending our lives as a society, where we're spending our lives in pursuit of presenting perfection on social media. Like, it's just, it's just, and it's, it's, it's aiding the sickness. And 
and I'm so angry about this. And I just want us all as a species, myself included, to live congruently, to live vulnerably, and to just and to live with what we know is in our heart is true. And so, like God, I just say I am angry. Simply said, at how much time is being wasted. There's no there's no reason for you to think that you're worthless. There's no reason for you to think even that you know you're beautiful or valuable. What's 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 best is that you have no opinion of yourself at all, and you're just serving. I, one of my favorite mentors, he's like a really good looking Indian like a dude. And I was like, I was like, do you think that you're handsome? And he's so funny. He goes, no, you know, Dane, I don't really have an opinion of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's freedom right there. Dang, you know, because if you're ugly, then maybe you want to be beautiful. If you believe you're ugly, hmm. right? Clearly, I've got some work to do there that slipped up. I, I, I had some physical abuse growing up. And so my self-image got thwarted. And so I battle with self-image of feeling ugly quite often. And what I do when I feel ugly is I welcome it like a friend as a thought that's real but not true. Hmm. And then I start to live from that place. And so instead of trying to distance the thought that says, hey, you're ugly, people beat you up because you're ugly, you know, I could say, oh, you know, people beat me up because they were suffering, which is probably way more accurate. Mm -hmm. But all of those have not done nearly as well for me as just befriending the voice that says you're ugly and being completely okay that it's there and then seeing it as real but not true. Okay, so that's what I wanted to just make sure I imparted as my voice out into the world on your show. With the mountain question, I have a completely different perspective on this that's like a reverse mountain, if you will. And so the way that I do it is I don't try to climb anything. Okay. Um, and I'm not and I'm not striving to climb anything. Okay. What I do what I do, though, is I would be at, like, the top of a valley. And um, so maybe you feel like you have to get to the top of the valley, but I don't know if you do. Like, so I have a jug of water. Like, I'd have, have a big jug of water. And I'd go to the top of a valley, and I would pour that water down. And I would watch the way the water moved. And then I would build my moats and river around that. And the water was going down to the very bottom where the gold is. <laughs> but I see I see my journey is listening, someone that listens. So, you know, imagine how joyous it'd be. Okay, let's put the water down. Whoa, look out. What's going that What's going that way? What? Okay, well, let's go. Like, that's how, I mean, I got to tell you how many businesses that are like $10 million plus businesses that the entrepreneur was shocked that people wanted what they were like. Like, I'm not going to build that. There's no way I'll build that. Then they do, and they've got, like, $10 million-plus companies. Like, I've, we've got examples of this. Like, shot. So, like, what I would say is you sit there, pour that water down, watch it flow, and then build your build your path around that. And the gold's at the bottom of the hill. And walking downs can be tricky. Um, but I don't see building business as an exhausting uphill striving effort that you have to work to the top of the mountain for. I see it as finding the best path down. Love this answer. It's a beautiful oh, one. I must tell I, you that I, that I look at mountains differently, but I think it's a beautiful answer. And I love it. I just want to ask you, before we say goodbye, I want to ask you, what is the best way to be in touch with you and to connect with you for any one of our listeners that will want to be in touch? Well, you know, if 
if you did resonate with this and you want to say hi, I would love to hear from you. I don't bite most of the time. Uh, okay. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> I, I very, very, uh, very much so would love to connect with people. So I've got a book actually that's coming out March 31st, 2020. Wow. And, uh, and it's, it's an amazing book. Uh, it's my life's work of 15 years in entrepreneurship culminized into a 300-page comprehensive book on how to start something from zero. It's called Start From Zero. No ideas, no money, no experience, no confidence. And inside this book is chock full of examples and research. We've got 15 different examples of people that went from employee to entrepreneur, 15 examples of their customer, the pain point, the solution, the offer, their revenue. It even has an assessment of their full personality right next to it. So you don't have to look at someone and beat yourself up for thinking that you're different from them. You can literally see under the hood of 15 successful entrepreneurs and their exact personality makeup. It's got four different brains that you can focus on building to be a profitable creator. It's got seven different skills that are just extremely effective to learn from like how to become a newbie. Like you actually want to be the newbie um, to, you know, uh, how to use words to sell to how to use ownership thinking instead of being the expert. There's all these amazing things in this book. It's just like, it's, it was a love letter to the world hmm. for business. And, and I'd love for you to pick that book up, but only if you read it. So I've got an excerpt for <laughs> your listeners and a gift for your listeners at startfromzero.com forward slash reach startfromzero.com forward slash reach and you can go to that page and you can read a very good excerpt from that book and if you resonate with the writing style if you resonate with the book if you think it'd be valuable and most importantly if you think you would read it then go uh, to startfromzero.com forward slash reach read the excerpt and then go and please do pre-order the book it would mean the world to me but only if you read it because i don't want the top selling book i want the top read book <laughs> and that book that book is like literally designed to be your best friend, your companion on the nightstand next to your bed that you just, whenever your heart doubts, like you can guard your heart and guard your mind like from yourself because gosh, I, we talk ourselves out of our dream just as easy as we can talk ourselves into it. And so don't let anyone ever take your dream away from you, but you know, especially yourself, do not let yourself take your dream away from you. So, I mean, this is real stuff. We've got like probably 80 to 85% of people never really really step into the seat of their dream because well it's hard hmm. it's difficult to it's difficult to sit in emotions that come up when you start to think about honoring your own dream and that that's a whole different that's a whole different topic that i'm extremely passionate about what i just want to say is if you go to startfromzero.com forward slash reach read the excerpt it'll show you how to find great business ideas It'll give you an exercise to find business ideas you can actually use to get a demonstrable result. If you like that, please do pre-order the book. We've also got a podcast where I mentor people directly. Um, I think you'd really like it, but we've got like people that come on, like a community acupuncturist will come on and I'll show her how to market her business. And you can listen to me how I would teach her to do that. Um, and wow. and this, is a, this is a full podcast. And, you, and you'll get that. All that you'll find all that information at startfromzero.com forward slash reach. But give yourself permission to have a voice, give yourself permission to have feelings, give yourself permission to have a place in this world. And because that comes from you, it can't come from someone else. And if it needs to come from someone else, I give you permission to be here, I give you permission to belong, I give myself that permission. But also, you know, beyond that, if you're if you're beyond that, you're like, well, I feel fine being here, I just want a business, then that's an amazing feat to be at. Just give yourself a voice. 
and and let that let that thing be loud and go. We will have the link to this um, to uh, this book in the show notes and where as people can find you, can they are you in social media? Do you have an email? Is, do you have a site that they can uh, be in touch? Yeah, everything that you want is at startfromzero.com forward slash reach. Okay. So you'll, to, you'll find my email there. You'll find my name. You'll find contact info. You'll find everything at startfromzero.com forward slash reach. Fantastic. We will do that. Then I would like to thank you so much for this really unique and interesting <laughs> and um, exciting and I think inspiring conversations. So thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, Hayat. See you. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.